The Pilgrimage of the Heart Philosophy Exploration is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. All right, welcome everyone to the philosophy part. One thing to take note of is that usually of the three senses that we talked about, uh, sight, sound, and touch, Usually in the outer, in our day-to-day outer life, there's a predominant sense that we use to navigate through life and to, um, to, to live. And the same applies inwardly. And often it's, a, it's a, a different sense inwardly. So what we did was in the visualization scene, you first visualize what you're seeing for a minute, then we did what you were hearing for a minute, and finally what you uh, were uh, touch what, the sense of touch for a minute. And then I said, as we continue, either use a combination or, or focus on a specific one. So that's something also to just to note for yourself is what was the sense that helped you um, turn within the most. So you'll find, so for example, I was teaching a class and the, one of the participants was a sound engineer. So for him, listening to music as part of meditation didn't work well because his critical mind that he needs to use for sound engineering was like analyzing the music and it was, it was um, pulling his senses outward. Whereas for him, the visualization, closing eyes and visualizing the scene was the strongest. And so just observing that within yourself. So again, in the beginning, we went through all three senses for you to get just the, the array, but then personally you might find that one of the senses is the strongest turning inward. And some people mention the scent, um, the smell of the pine leaves and things, and that's something we didn't do, but that's a great thing to do is to add that in. Now, did, any, did anybody have any questions about the meditation or why we did certain things or Anything that occurred in your meditation that you had a question about? Anything unexpected? Okay, good. So with the, um, with the two classes coming up, uh, the workshop with Mohan and then mine, one of the predominant themes there is a teacher. So I thought we could um, uh, explore the idea of a spiritual teacher during our philosophy tonight. And so in the little blue booklet, which um, at one point or another everyone has gotten, there's a section about spiritual teachers. So I just want to read, and we can um, talk about uh, some of the different ideas or you can ask questions. Because the idea of a spiritual teacher is, like when I was growing up, because as I talk about in my book, I really was, I started actively looking for a spiritual teacher when I was in high school. And one of the reasons was being raised Roman Catholic, 
and studying. I went to a Jesuit high school where it was a very con contemplative high school, and we studied the Gospels, and the philosophy of it was interesting. I enjoyed it, but what really fascinated me was the personal relationship between the teacher and the students, you know, between Jesus and his apostles, or in the Old Testament, uh, there's the great prophet Elijah and his disciple Elisha and the relationship they have. And just this idea of um, going from spirituality being something abstract or philosophical to spirituality being um, about connecting with people. And so you see, well, my experience anyway in the life of Jesus was Jesus is alive and he's connecting physically um, in the human form with his disciples. And that's, that's one experience you read about. And then the next experience you read about is the disciples, the apostles, going out and interacting with humanity, with other people, and, and offering something. And so you see a very um, human sharing of, of energy. It's not some abstract thing where you're, um, I don't know, it's not like on a bulletin board where, or a chalkboard where it's diagrammed and you know, here's the formula and this is how it all works and you just take it in mentally, but it's a very human experience. And so that's um, all through my journey, connecting with, it's from people that I've learned and grown. Sure, books help, but it's actually meeting people who meditate. I had one teacher in high school who was a great, uh, he was a, a, a Christian, uh, not a Christian brother, a Jesuit brother. And so when someone, be, which is like a Jesuit priest, basically, uh, but they call them brothers. And for those guys to enter into the, um, to become a, a brother or a priest, basically they go through a few years of training, but then the final thing they do is 40 days of silence. It's like a 40-day silent period. And, um, which is pretty intense. I've heard a lot of people talk about doing the Vipassana retreats, the 10 days of silence, and it's very transformative. And so um, he was a really great guy, and he taught, he guided us in visualizations and taught us, um, he didn't really know a lot of meditation, but he knew, how, he knew the contemplative prayer, like to hold a prayer in your mind and repeat it like a mantra, and he also knew how to teach visualizations. So we'd go into the chapel, and we could put on any music we wanted, so it was like Grateful Dead or <laughs> whatever we wanted, and then he would guide us in visualization techniques. And one day during one of the um, classes, uh, one of the guided visualizations, I had a really powerful experience. Um, just something inwardly w woke up or something happened. And so again, it couldn't have really happened without that person. So connecting with other people in your spiritual journey is really um, key. And so ultimately, um, one of those people can be a spiritual teacher. So Sri Chamoy writes in the book, a soul enters into a human body, and the human being completes his first year of existence, his second year, and so on. During this time, his parents teach him how to speak, how to eat, how to dress, how to behave. The child learns everything from her parents. The parents play their role in the formative years. Similarly, the spirit, in, similarly, in the spiritual life, the master teaches the student how to pray, how to meditate, how to contemplate. Then when the student learns to go deep within, he can do all this by himself. And so the idea of the, the parallel between those two things, 
So it's very natural from us to, from, for us to learn from our parents how to tie our shoes, how to behave, how to take care of ourselves. But then again, we learn that from our parents and then we move on. We're not eternally, our parents don't want us always to have to go to them to tie our shoes. You know, they're thrilled when they see that we can do it on our own and we can take care of ourselves. So the formative years, and a lot of people, in a sense, never go beyond the formative years. You know, so life is just an outer learning. So you go from learning from your parents, then you learn um, the tools and techniques for your career, how to make money, how to prosper, etc. But it's, it's outer learning all the time. So the shift to inner learning, like learning meditation and doing these kind of things, is a big step in, you could say, an evolution. So to shift from just outer learning to actually inner learning. It's, it's a big step that um, you all should be proud of, that, that you're in the middle of that, that you're doing that. And so then, Sri Chamoy describes, um, in the spiritual life, the teacher teaches the student how to pray, how to meditate, how to contemplate. Then when the student learns to go deep within, he, could do, he can do all this by himself. So you have the same idea. And for myself, one of the main things, tools of learning, is getting inspiration. So for me, a spiritual teacher, a big part of it, of a teacher, is getting inspiration to practice meditation every day. Because how many of you have a daily meditation practice? Good. So. Ultimately, that's a great goal. Just like you want to eat every day, eat well, and take care of yourself, nourish yourself, so too in the inner journey, you want to be meditating every day if you really want to progress. And so to do that, the Buddha said that there's three things that are necessary for your um, spiritual growth. One is your own daily practice. Two is community, a community of people surrounds you. And three is good teachings. So good teachings, a community, and your own daily practice. And so to, they really go together because it's, it's, um, it's not easy just to do it all on your, on your own. So twice a week I get together with other students of Sri Chinmoy um, for meditation that's about an hour and a half to two hours which seems like a long time, but when you're with a group of people and you've come together for that purpose, it's a really, it's like, you know, if every day you run two miles, then you meet the running club and you run five miles because you're with other people and you're inspired. So that idea of getting energy and inspiration uh, from good teachings and from a community. And, and that helps a lot, you know, that's, that's learning to do it. But then ultimately, as Sri Chamoy says, he can do it all by himself. So ultimately, you turn within and you find something within that energizes you completely. You know, you connect with your own soul and your own deeper spirit. But you can't do that all at once. Just like you can't run a marathon all at once. You've got to train and, and work up to it. So another nice analogy... That he, uh, that he gives is he, is he writes, a spiritual teacher says, here is the key 
It will open the safe where your inner treasure is hidden. So that idea that within ourselves there's a treasure, which ultimately is our soul or our deepest spirit. But we're not sure how to get it. It's like there's a treasure, but, it, the, but it's locked. You know, the safe is locked. And so the key, we need a key to open it. And tonight during the meditation, when you all chose a quality that you wanted to work on, that's, that's that beginning step of finding the key. So intuitively, you know what things you need to work on or what energies you need to bring into your life to, to, to progress and grow. And so, the first thing I got from Sri Chamoy's books, in terms of qualities to work on, he said, um, in one of his books I read, he said, work on, um, in the beginning, sincerity, simplicity, sincerity, and purity. Simplicity, sincerity, and purity. And sincerity really, st really stood out to me because I really knew what it was to be insincere <laughs> in high school. I knew how to be insincere. But being sincere, I hadn't really focused on how do I be sincere? How do I work on that? What, what, is, what does it mean to be sincere? And so I started working on it. And it, it really opened up some new things in my life, some new relationships and, and just a, a new way of looking at life. And so that's the idea is from, a, uh, from good spiritual teachings, you're going to get really good insights or ideas of how to move on your spiritual path, how to make progress. Because our society is not telling us, oh, be more sincere and then you'll be really happy and fulfilled in life or simplify your life and that'll bring happiness. That's not the message we get uh, from society. So the, the spiritual teacher, the spiritual teachings, offering that idea, good, good inspirations of what to study, what to meditate on. So the spiritual teacher says, here's the key. It will open the safe where your inner treasure is hidden. It is not the teacher's safe. It is your safe, all yours. The treasure is within you, but you have unfortunately misplaced the key that will unlock the safe where the diamond is kept. So finding that key. How many, how many people are currently reading a spiritual book that's giving you inspiration? Good. Okay, so again, that's um, something I really uh, suggest. So there, there's, uh, there's lots of good spiritual books out there. Ideally written by spiritual teachers is, is good. You know, the people who've had the actual experience of deep meditation and these deep states of contemplation. And looking, uh, looking for ideas and ideals to energize your journey. Then, the, my, again, my book leaves off where Sri Chamoy, where he passes away, 2007. He um, had a heart attack at his home in Queens. <clears throat> so I like woke up one morning, got a phone call from New York. Guru passed away. I was like shocked because I never expected that. Um, thought he'd live to be much older, or there he'd get a phone call, say 
Guru says he's going to pass away in three months, you know, and he wants to <laughs> offer the final teachings and all of this. Um, but that did, that's not the way it went. And so, but I continue um, to feel a connection or have that connection inwardly with my teacher. So, you know, you know someone outwardly for a certain amount of time, and then um, that vibration or that energy stays a reality. Just like my mom. I knew my mom for all the years before she passed away, but to me, my mom is still alive, still exists within my consciousness. And so, so it, the last part, Sri Chimoy writes, um, grace can come. So grace being like the inspiration to learn meditation and grow. He writes, grace can come from God directly or it can come through a living master or from a master who has left the body. A realized master never dies. He only discards the physical garment. And so, again, reflecting, because writing my book gave me a lot of time for reflection and thinking about my own journey. And I remember, like, thinking back to reading the Gospels. And for me, it was a very living thing. It was a, like a living reality. And so, which reflects back to this and the idea that you can connect with a spiritual teacher even though they're not in the physical body. So through their writings, through their, um, their life, you can get that inspiration, and once that inspiration and wisdom enters into you, then it, becomes, then it takes life inside you. Because a lot of people ask me, you know, are you going to get a new spiritual teacher <laughs> now that your spiritual teacher passed away? And again, the idea that to connect with the spiritual teacher, the spiritual teacher doesn't have to be alive or doesn't have to be, um, like, you don't have to be in their physical presence. So before I ever met Sri Chamoy physically, for about six months, I, I read his books. I didn't even actually know he was alive. I found one of his books, was reading it, got a lot of inspiration and energy from it, and then um, found out that he was actually living in New York. So, so that idea on, on in your spiritual journey, um, realizing that, that, that that's possible. So not just thinking that, oh, the greatest times were you know, when Jesus walked the earth or when Buddha walked the earth, and here I am 2,000 years later waiting for the day of um, uh, something something to happen, but that this moment is the great moment because you're alive, you're existing, and there is all of this inspiration um, and energy around you to, to nourish you and help you grow. Any questions about any of those? Um, it's pretty deep ideas, but any questions or? Okay, good. So then, um, what's that? Mary had a question? No. Okay. <clears throat> Another thing you can do, just as a, as a parting idea, is <clears throat> if you want to, if you have a, a, a longing to have a teacher or to make a, more of a direct connection with um, a single teacher, because one of the ideas is that the journey of spirituality is like climbing up a mountain, and different teachers have different paths. You know, so if you study 
um, different teachers, you'll, in general, the themes are the same. Love, love yourself, love humanity, be kind. But then there's nuances when you get into different teachers. Some teachers will really um, stress service. Or a teacher might, um, one teacher might say, you, you know, these things will help you, someone else. Like, for example, in the, the Buddhist monks, um, they refrain from physical exercise. Because I've been to Myanmar, I traveled with Sri Chamoy to Myanmar, and we um, met monks, and, and their path is they don't do physical exercise because they feel if you do a lot of physical exercise, you'll stir up your vital sexual energy, and that that's going to cause you problems if, if you're trying um, to have a calm mind. Whereas Sri Chinmoy, in teaching his students, <clears throat> he emphasized physical exercise. He said doing physical exercise is a really good way to work through all of the energies we need to transform. And that if you can energize your physical body, then you energize your whole system. And that that's a form of discipline, is just to energize yourself. So kind of different ideas. Sri Chamoy stressed a lot of creativity. Some paths say just quiet your mind. So different paths. So ultimately, it's really great to connect with the teacher who you have confidence in. And so, so an idea that you can do if you want in your meditation, if that's something you're, you're longing for, is there's an old expression in Indian philosophy that says, when the teacher is ready, no, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. So what you can do is in your, um, in your meditation, take yourself back to that scene in nature, and then visualize yourself meeting your teacher. You know, so you don't have to actually see who the teacher is, but just you can go through the visualization of you encountering this, this wise person. You can, a man, a woman, an old person. Give it any visual form you want, but try and, try and um, create that reality in your world of, of you connecting with the real source of wisdom. And then you'll be, you, you'll be surprised how quickly um, forms of wisdom start to come into your life. So if you, if you will that and long for that point of connection, it'll definitely happen in different forms, depending on what your journey and what your needs are. Okay, great. Um, nice meditating with everyone. And um, I'm going to be out of town next week, next Tuesday. Um, but I think either um, Pujari or someone else um, from the uh, community will be offering it. Well, do you know if it'll be you, Pujari? Just perchance. It will be Pujari. Okay, good. So, um, so Pujari will be doing the class next Tuesday, and then I'll be back for the following one. Okay, everybody, thanks for staying and participating, and we'll see you soon. Good night. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.